Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners and podcast listeners. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you currently stressed out, cash crunched, or fed up with your business? If you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem, or maybe that it's the area you live in, or maybe this market has become too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around, and I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now that it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who comes to you saying they need a website or Facebook ads or maybe a mobile app developed, but they don't even realize the deeper challenge or opportunity that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a YouGurus strategy call where we'll dig into those underlying issues and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your strategy call. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start your application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. All right, let's introduce today's guest. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver. And this week, we are joined with Simon Thompson. Simon is from Content Kite. He has worked in content marketing roles for some of the largest digital publishers in Australia, such as MSN, Daily Mail, and MTV. In these roles, he's worked on content projects for major global brands such as L'Oreal, Nissan, BMW, Adidas, Disney, uh, just to name a few. Uh, And these days, he runs his own content marketing service, Content Kite, where he specializes in helping digital agencies create highly engaging podcast content to share their message and grow their network of clients and partners. Highly relevant, of course, for our audience here at the Digital Agency Show. Simon, welcome to the program. Thanks very much for having me, Brent. Glad to be here. So Simon, why content? What got you into this line of work? Yeah, it's a good question. So I mean, to, to go back to the the very start, and I'll, I'll try and keep this as, as brief as possible, but I started a career in uh, sort of media and advertising uh, in print media. Um, and one of the less exciting areas of print media, and that was I was selling ads to like architectural nuts and bolts companies. So literally the companies that were specifying types of screws for construction companies and, and other architecture companies, uh, we were selling ads to them. So that was um, a grind to say the least. Um, but to cut a long story short, that led into a great role at a, a company in Australia called MI9, which is uh, well, it was a joint venture between Microsoft and Channel 9. That that joint venture has since been dissolved. But um, at the time, they were the largest digital publisher of content in Australia. Uh, and so I was working in a, essentially a content marketing role, uh, working on major projects for, like you said, L'Oreal, Nissan, BMW, Nike, um, and a bunch of others. So that was a really great role, really great way to cut my teeth in um, sort of marketing and, and specifically content marketing. Um, but then uh, as I 
I think a lot of the listeners will be familiar with. I got the the entrepreneurial bug and uh, moved over to the United States and started in Austin, Texas, and and started my own little content marketing agency. It's called Content Kite, and we just sort of um, built that up uh, over the last few years into what it is now. So, what's your take on why an agency should be thinking about, uh, you know, using content, uh, creating content, creating their own content? Uh, and we'll talk about mediums here in a little bit, but why should they be thinking about content for their business? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. And I think it, it pretty much comes down to as a service provider, um, you know, and I'm, I'm sorry to tell this too, that it's just so difficult to differentiate just based on your service alone. Yes, you may have a particular way of, of doing things that um, you might call unique, um, but at the end of the day, really the the main differentiator that someone's going to choose you over someone else is, uh, well, for starters, a relationship, and that can be kind of supplemented by content, but just the the way you think about things and the way you think about things out loud is going to be sort of one of those main factors. And that's where content can really play a part. And so um, that's what we've been helping agencies do predominantly with blog content up until about uh, six months ago. And then we've recently introduced uh, podcast content um, because that's a, a really great way to, to showcase a personality, which we can uh, talk about it in a bit, but I'm sure you know all about that, Brent. <laughs> I... Um so as a, as, as a former agency owner, and we would do a lot of content for our clients, and I know uh, a few agency owners out there that also do content for their clients, but somehow mm-hmm. find it hard to do content for themselves. Is this something mm-hmm. that you have uh, come across a little bit in your business? Yeah, absolutely. It's... um. It's a classic case of the cobbler's kids have less shoes. I mean, like, so like my business, uh, we, we do have a, a regular content strategy. That's it. You know, every now and then it, it falls by the wayside. So we, we commit to uh, publishing a piece of content every week and it, it usually in the form of a blog. But we've recently, uh, well, we, we launched a podcast about a year ago. Uh, it stopped for about a year. And then we've relaunched it about three months ago. Um, so, you know, there's ebbs and flows and it, it just comes sort of part and parcel with, you know, running running a, an agency business. But uh, for the most part, we've, we've published at least one piece of content and and many times more, more like three or four pieces of content every single week, whether that be a short LinkedIn video, a podcast episode, a piece of blog content. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like any type of business really. I mean, you, you want to do all these things for yourself, but you, you've only got so many hands on deck and, <laughs> and the clients take priority. So. Yeah, no, and I get it. I mean, clients and, and customers have to take priority, but it's just kind of funny how, how that works, you know, like know, I've, I've, know. I've talked to companies who are publishing, I mean, in some cases, dozens of, of blog posts for their clients or articles or whatever a, a week. And then, you mm-hmm. know, the last time they published in their own blog was, you know, eight months ago. Like, oh, I need to do that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's there's also the uh, the reason of, you know, it's quote unquote a cost to do it for yourself, whereas it's it's a revenue generator if you do it for a client. So yeah, that don't, is- don't you kind of think that's kind of crazy? Like like agencies are asking their clients uh, to 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 invest in them, right? You know, oh, totally. blogging or podcasting is so important, but uh, but we don't do it, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I one hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um. So, um, 
is it just uh, the 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 need as an agency to uh, to publish something, anything, just get it out there, um, or is there any kind of context? I mean, what what how how do people get started when they're thinking about uh, you know getting their content engine running for their own agency to to promote and hopefully, I mean, the whole point of it is to get clients. So what's what's the secret to that? Yeah, that, that's a really good question. So. Uh, j- whatever you do, don't just start publishing content to tick the content box, right? And and publish substandard stuff. That just does not work anymore. That said, and this is where the problem lies, it used to work. And a lot of the information out there online says that it does work. You know, publish a daily blog post or a weekly blog post and you'll get traffic and Google will shower you with their page rank riches. Um, it, it did actually used to work, but it just does not anymore. There's just too much content out there. Um, and so, uh, and there's going to be a, a lot that falls on under this umbrella, but make it really, really, really good. And we can talk about what that means um, or inject your personality by using a medium such as podcasting or video. Um, and that kind of stuff is really, really hard to replicate. Like with blog content, unless it's really good, it's like, you know, anyone can write a blog post and just copy what's out there online. No one can copy your voice or, you know, how you act on camera uh, and that kind of thing. So that's why we're kind of leaning towards uh, this kind of richer forms of content um, so that you can inject your personality in there a a bit more. So so are you seeing something happening in the marketplace around blog content? I mean, is is the age of blogging... uh declining or going away or is it just that um you you find it's uh, you can create a more unique voice in these other platforms yeah so it's a really good question so it's it's definitely not it's not disappearing um but i mean much like you know retail stores are on the way down but will never actually completely die out um blogging is sort of going along that way although you can still be very successful with blogging if you create really, really good stuff. And what I mean by really, really good stuff is sort of like this um, tending towards like the ultimate guide kind of epic post content that you see. So it's like, you know, tends to be 5,000 words. It's really, really in depth. It's obviously written by someone who knows their stuff and hasn't just Googled around a bit. Um, So that's kind of the content that, that tends to be performing really well these days, unless you can still do the weekly blog post thing if you already have really good domain authority from an SEO perspective. Um, so if, yeah, if, if Google already likes you, then you can publish content that's maybe not as in depth and still quote unquote, get away with it. Um, but for the most part, you need to be writing really, really good stuff for blog content where, where podcast and video content comes in is it's just, I mean, and you know, this better than anyone, Brent, I mean, r- relationships in well, any, any kind of B2B services are the name of the game. And in, in order to build a relationship, you're going, to, someone has to like you, right? And in order for someone to, to like you, they're going to have to know you and see how you act and, and see what you're all about. Um, and, and podcast and video content is a really good way to do that. Mm. Just because it's not, it's not just words on the page. They get to hear how, you know, not just what you say, but how you say it and how, how exactly. you engage, engage with them. Uh, yep. You know, it's interesting on the on the blogs. I mean, obviously, uh, I think it. I mean, it was several years ago. Let's call it five years ago. Uh, you know, people were using 
uh, guest posting and things like that to, to really boost search rank and kind of abuse it to the point that Google said, you know what, you know, this is kind of going away. And, and then I think what you're talking about is this shift to the ultimate guide type content. Uh, you know, I was looking at one of my top posts on our blog and I think on, in analytics yesterday and, and the average time on page was over 10 minutes, right? And that, that was like a page that Google had ranked really high for search. Uh, was one of those types of pages, right? Where it's like super in-depth content. They had given it a number one position for a really uh, top traffic keyword. Um, but then the, you know, the little stuff definitely uh, struggles to get those number one positions. So I know from personal experience, I, I've seen that happen on our blog. Um, mm-hmm. let's, let's talk about podcasting for a minute because I know you've started to do this for, for some digital agencies, help them launch their own podcasts and, and uh, make podcasting work for an agency. Uh, so let's maybe go into some of the nuts and bolts about how that how that works. Like, uh, and, and actually, I'm gonna back up a second before we ask uh, ask that and go into that. Uh, why would an agency want to launch their own podcast? Like, I mean, I assume there's a lot of work involved here. Um, is, is there really an upside uh, for them to do this, or is it going to be one more thing that they do for three months and then it kind of gets put on the back burner? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I I guess one way to explain this would be kind of through my own backstory. So I did exactly that about, well, I was probably two years ago now, uh, started my own podcast. It was meant to be a a content marketing play, essentially. So it was going to supplement our blog. Uh, We were going to put it out, you know, once a week for a year, build an audience and, and, you know, kind of play into that core primary benefit of, of content marketing. That is, you build an audience, you put out great content. Um, that lasted uh, about 10 episodes. Um, and so we didn't quite see that benefit happen because 10 episodes isn't really enough to, to build up that audience. You need to kind of stick with it, as you say. However, what we did notice is in those 10 episodes, we built 10 really solid relationships and we were interviewing agency owners primarily and agency owners were our main client. Uh, And so from those relationships, we landed clients, referrals. Uh, We had people share us with their audience. And then, so we noticed this kind of networking effect going on in that we were able to build relationships with essentially anyone we wanted to get a meeting with, uh, speak to them for 30 minutes. The audience gets something out of it. They get something out of it because they get a platform. And then we've built this relationship that we can then figure out how to turn into a partnership if it makes sense to do so and if there's a mutual gain to be had. Um, So that was kind of a a light bulb really went off for us there in in this networking effect. Um, But then, of course, we we did absolutely nothing about it for a year and and (laughs) let it show. Because like you say, yeah, there is a a bit of work involved in, in... well, in, in getting it off the ground for starters, um, but keeping consistent with it, that's that's where the real test comes in. Um, but there's a few ways that you can kind of mitigate that. But So, so there's kind of this um, two-pronged strategy. One is create content, potentially attract new leads, but one is mm-hmm. actually uh, using this as kind of a, a door opener with uh, potential guests uh, on your program that you might think could turn into positive business relationships, clients, uh, partnerships, things like that. Yeah, exactly right. So it's, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing because I, I think the number one reason that people 
like shy away from getting into a content strategy is because it just takes so long, right? Mm. And, and it does like at least like six months to, to build the audience that, that is going to you know, produce an ROI. But with this, you can get results within days essentially. I mean, like those, those relationships happen really quickly. And, and one thing that we always say to clients is essentially every guest that you bring on to your show is going to know, like, and trust you, right? You're, you're kind of view, viewed as an authority in, in their eyes. Um, you get along. I mean, the conversation is uh, coming from a good place because, you know, you're, you're positioning them as an expert to an audience. Um, and so, yeah, it, it really is kind of a win-win-win because, I mean, the audience obviously gets free content, free education. That's great. Um, you as the the podcast host get a, a relationship that's that's built with the guest and that could potentially turn into things down the road. And the guest themselves gets a, um, like a platform and free exposure and a, a chance to promote whatever they have to promote to an audience. Uh, and so, so it's a really good thing and, and it can happen very quickly, which is nice also. Back when I was, uh, uh, getting in with, uh, restaurants in that niche, uh, we, we used a, a very similar strategy with, uh, with video blogging where we would, uh, reach out to restaurant owners and we'd feature them on our blog. And, uh, and, and then after the, the interview, we'd say, uh, Hey, you know, uh, this has been really awesome. I'd love to connect with you about, you know, your business more. Would you be open to having a, a quick meeting with us? And, and they'd be like, Oh yeah, of course. Right. And then when we launched yeah. you gurus, we did a, a digital agency interview series. I think we interviewed like over 50 did video interviews with over 50 digital agencies on our, on our YouTube channel. And a lot of that was um, kind of same thing. You know, we wanted to build strong relationships with people that we thought could be future subject matter experts or strategic partners or maybe customers. Uh, and it does uh, work wonders, especially once you get some momentum behind it and you actually do have a real platform. I think, you know, uh, in, in those early days, when you're just starting out, you might not have that quote unquote platform. Um, although probably from the client's eyes or your, your guest size, they may or may not be fully aware of, of, of how much of a platform you do or don't have. So I think that's probably an easy way to get started. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, sh I should probably note at this point because, you know, some people might be thinking like, oh, are, we, are we just doing this entirely with an ulterior motive? And like, no, that's, that's absolutely not the case. I mean, first and foremost, the, the guest needs to have something to offer to the audience. Um, so if that's not the case and it's just two people talking and no one else is, is getting anything out of it and then that's, you know, not ideal. Um, but if you can make it so that, yeah, like I said, everyone wins, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's a, a really good way to, um, start seeing results far more quickly than people expect usually from podcasting. Any advice or insight on how to make sure that the, um, you know, the podcast and in this case, cause let's kind of zero in on this, that the, uh, you know, who you're targeting in terms of having guests on there and what kind of audience you're trying to build. I mean, in positioning around this, I mean, how, how do you define, um, you know, what you're going to be doing as, as a podcast when you guys go in and work with a client and work with the digital agency and say, Hey, we're going to launch you a podcast. I mean, how does that process work? Yeah. So, so first and foremost, we get started with a an ideal listener profile, but also an ideal guest list. Um, and the listener profile has got to come first for the reason that I, I just mentioned before. I mean, if you, if you're not doing this for the listener, uh, then it's 
it's kind of pointless and um, it, it's, it just becomes two people talking and one person's got an ulterior motive. So, so do it for the listener first. So create an ideal listener profile and it's staggering how well that just informs decisions down the track. Like if, if you have it down on paper and I'm telling you, it can be dot points. Like what is the person's job title? What are a few topics that interest them? It can be that bare if you want it to. I mean, we tend to make it a bit more in depth than that. Um, but if you just jot down some ideas, it, it just informs your decisions really well when, you, when you're when you trying to think of topics and you're trying to think of guests. Um, just having those notes down on a page really helps. And then from there, you can create an ideal guest list. So once you've determined that someone is able to offer something to the audience, uh, then you can start to think about um, how they might be able to serve you as well. So there's three main categories that we generally look at. It's potential clients, uh, referral partners slash strategic partners uh, and influencers, uh, or this can be you know defined as people with an audience, right? So people who could promote you to their audience, and in a way they they might be acting as a referral partner as well. But I mean, to give you an example, like I, I just had a guest on my podcast. His name's Vin Clancy. He's like the king of growth hacking. He's got a fifteen thousand person Facebook group. Um, he's got an email list of sort of 50,000 Twitter following to match. Um, we did the podcast interview. It was great. Like, and he just gave away a ton of free value. Um, and then, you know, at the, at the end of it, he shared it with his list and his Twitter following. And it's like, great. That's sort of 50,000 people that were just exposed to me that were no longer, uh, that, that weren't previously exposed to me. Um, and so, you know, Vin was on my ideal guest list. It was a win-win-win. Uh, and if you just make, you know, sort of 10 names, that's a, a really good starting point. Uh, and then you can sort of start to think about what to talk about from there. This, of course, makes the assumption that uh, people are, you know, the people that you're working with or digital agency owners out there are uh, okay with uh actually mm. recording their voice and producing content. I mean, I, I've talked to a lot of agency owners where the idea of them recording a podcast episode or recording themselves on video uh, scares the heck out of them. Do you find mm. that uh, you run into that much with the people that you work with or because you're out there talking about how to launch podcasts, you're kind of already getting those people that are, are more interested or more likely to do that kind of thing? Yeah, it's a really good question. So yes, there there is uh, some kind of selection mechanism in that I'm talking about starting a podcast and therefore I'm attracting the types of people who are already interested in starting a podcast. Um, but there are always going to be people that are uncomfortable on the mic. And I like I am... I'm to this day uncomfortable on the mic. Um, it's just one of those things that you kind of get used to doing. Um, so, I mean, if you go back and listen to, well, we've taken them down now. Like I said, there was a first iteration of our podcast and and a second iteration, which is what we're in now. But the first iteration, you listen to those episodes and they are, for want of a better word, crap. I, I <laughs> don't know if that's crossing the swearing boundaries on the show but no yeah, that's 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 that that one's not a swear word in, in, in the u.s oh, yeah. so okay. yeah we're still cool. good <laughs> yeah cool. maybe it's an australian thing um yes but but to answer your question it like anything it's just one of those things that you, you've kind of got to push through that comfort zone i mean for me personally i'm despite the fact that i, I do a lot of podcast interviews and you know i'm out there on video i am an introverted person, like I, I lean towards introversion. So it's not a natural state for me to sort of be out on the mic. Uh, but 
you, you know, you do it and you get better at it and then you see the results. And, and now, you know, I, I still get, I don't know if nervous is the right word, but call it a little apprehensive before each interview because I want it to go well. Um, but I am at the point now where I genuinely enjoy it and, you know, and the results speak for themselves as well. So. Any tips for uh, our listeners if they are considering or they're they're apprehensive? You said just just do it, uh, practice, uh, and anything that you coach your clients on when it comes to that. I mean, it sounds like it's not a huge issue because people that come to you already are interested in this. But uh, anything that you guys provide them to to start on the right foot? Yeah, so we 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 do provide coaching, and like the the main thing is just know your content. That's going to make you more comfortable than anything. So if, if you're comfortable talking about the topic, um, that's really, really going to help. Um, we, we like just to give an overarching strategy slash tip. Um, it's just like know your stuff and think of it as though you're having a conversation with a client or potential client about your, your expertise or, or their expertise. Um, and if, if it's not your area of expertise that you're speaking to them about, just act like a, a curious person who wants to know. Um, that that's kind of the the main tip I would give. And then there's you know a few other things like breathing exercises you can do before, but they're they're, they're one percenters. Um, so I, I think if you Google like how do I, how do I not get nervous before a podcast interview or before a speaking event, they'll give you breathing exercises and things like that. Um, those things will pale in comparison to just knowing your stuff, being curious and just treating it like a conversation. Are there different styles of shows? I think when you're talking about having guests on that might match your ideal customer, you're talking about a pretty traditional interview style, uh, program, um, I mean, is it, is it just, Hey, get on there and talk and ask questions or how do you have a conversation with somebody to make it interesting and engaging for an audience? I mean, what are some of the tips in actually, uh, putting the, the nuts and bolts of the show together? Yeah, it's a good question. So in terms of format, we tend to always lean towards the interview format for reasons I explained before in that you're able to then build relationships with guests and then they're able to, you know, potentially refer people to you or, or send you out to their audience, whatever it may be. Um, so interview format is good. That said, I mean, you know, we've worked with people who do the, the two hosts talking format and that's a really good one as well. Um, what I tend to just generally shy away from or, or not suggest is the monologue format, just one person talking into a microphone, unless you're a super engaging person. Um, actually, I, I think you had Liston Witherall on your show maybe last week. Um, he's the only person that I've heard do this well um, because, I don't know, he, he just has a, a voice that lends itself well to it and he, he gives away really actionable stuff and they're also not particularly long episodes. So I'm not a, a fan of the, um, the solo episode, but uh, that's it. There are people doing it well. But to answer your question, interview format um, – is what I would generally lean towards. Uh, and from there, it's just really having a conversation. So stories do very well. Um, people are naturally engaged by stories. So whatever you can do to bring out someone's uh, story and, and their background and, um, 
you know, how they got from, from A to B, that's all, all really good. Um, but genuine curiosity is going to win at the end of the day. Cause you'll, you'll tend to find that the questions you have in your mind that you want to ask someone, most people are going to have similar questions. Um, uh, unless it's kind of really forced. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah. What, um, I mean, are you seeing a lot of competition in the podcast space? I'm just thinking if every digital agency owner out there tomorrow was just heard this episode and was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to start a podcast. Uh, hmm. You know, is this going to get saturated? And, 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 and is there a tipping point just like there was with blogging where maybe it's uh, there, there's going to be some other new thing coming? Yep. <laughs> yeah, like like everything, marketers will ruin it. Um, I think that's a Gary Vee quote. Marketers ruin everything, and that may be the case with with podcasting down the track. Although podcasting does have this added benefit of this relationship building effect and this networking effect, where you're able to build relationships at scale with the people that you want to meet, um, and that is just never going to go out of fashion. I mean, if you're in the B two B services space uh, and you you know sell quote-unquote high-ticket items. So if you're an agency and you're selling $10,000 projects, um, the ability to build relationships at scale um, is always going to be uh, a really, really handy tool to have in your toolkit and and podcasting enables that in a a, a really good way. Um, In terms of the content marketing benefit, that will probably begin to be diluted um, however, it'll be different to blogging in that no one else can fake your podcast content because it's, it's your voice, uh, and that's near impossible to fake. Yeah. Well, you've motivated me, Simon. I think I'm going to go out tomorrow and, and, and start my own podcast. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, I don't need to tell you, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of the channel, so I, you know, and I, I, you know, I'll tell, I'll tell some experience from my own, my own, uh, our own customer base. I mean, we we've been doing this now for a year and a half, every week, and um, you know, a, a lot of our existing clients. Every time I talk to a customers, I'm you know, and just randomly, I'm just talking to somebody, and, and they tell me like, hey, I listen to every one of your episodes, and it occurred to me. The other day when somebody said that, I said, no, 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 like when you say you've listened to every episode, can you just mm. like, what do you mean? They're like, yeah, I've listened to every episode. And I'm like, man, we have like yeah. 75 episodes. Like you've listened to 75 of my podcast episodes. So, you know, I, I do want to encourage, you know, listeners that I think it's a powerful platform. Uh, you know your stuff, Simon. Uh, this has been really informative uh, for me uh, as well. I've taken a bunch of notes today. I hope our guests have, um, if they haven't considered doing a podcast uh, and, and have been scared for, about whether it'd be successful from an audience perspective, maybe that extra little uh, you know, second part of that strategy of using it as a relationship building opportunity with people in their market, ideal customers, I think that's a huge gold nugget takeaway. So if you guys, um, listeners out there, if you've thought about that at all, uh, that might be something that you want to consider. And, uh, and I think that's been, been a, a big takeaway for me. Uh, Simon, are you ready for our lightning round? I sure am. All right. What is the best advice you've ever received? Uh, just do it. Done is better than perfect by far because I'm a, I'm a classic, um, what's it called? Analy- analysis paralysis guy. And so now I just snap myself out of that. I like I like that. It's uh, our community will will hear you say that and think, "Gosh, did Brent tell him to say that?" Because we in our in our in our uh, U Academy community we uh, we talk about that all the time. Imperfect action, right? Just just take a swing at it. 
Uh, we call it the draft mindset. Just think of everything like a rough draft. Just publish those rough drafts. Um, I like that. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Um, I would say exercising. Um, I have gone through periods where I don't exercise and periods where I do exercise. And in the, those periods where I exercise, I'm just like 10x, and I'm not exaggerating that, 10x more productive and just have so much more clarity and mental focus. And uh, yeah, it, it's been a huge driver, I would say. I think that's great advice. I literally just finished a, a couple hour bike ride before I interviewed you for our, our show. So big fan. Okay, of well. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, share. Can you share an internet resource or a tool or app that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable? Um, a tool or app. Uh, well, was, I mean, zoom.us for, for video conferencing. And I, I know this might not be, um, like particularly groundbreakingly new, but it is for me because I've been using Skype up until this point and I've, I've just found zoom to be so much better, so much easier to use such a better connection. Um, so that's kind of my one that's, that's probably not going to, you know, uh, break any boundaries for anyone, but zoom.us for me is, has been a game changer. Yeah, for sure. We'll, uh, we'll link out to that. If you don't know yet what zoom is, uh, which some agencies might be still running at somebody emailed me the other day and they, they sent me like a go-to webinar link and, and it was like, I had downloaded like Java and all I was like, ah, yeah. Like, but, um, <laughs> what book was you recommend and why? Uh, Influence by Robert Cialdini. Um, it's just like such a, a core, um, yeah, it's just got really good like fundamental principles of uh, sales and, and just more so like how the human mind works and it, it, it kind of, um, you see it bleeding into everything in terms of like where human behavior plays into things, which is you know more or less everything we do as, as agency owners and relationship builders. So yeah, Influence by Robert. Nice. I'll, uh, uh, I think that was already on my reading list, but I just gave it a bump. So excited to uh, catch up on that one. Uh, Simon, how can our audience find out more about you? And is there anything that you have that they can check out? Yeah, sure. So we, we've put together a, a free podcasting workshop. Uh, it goes for about 30 minutes. Um, and it goes through uh, sort of our entire process from start to finish, you know, how to think about putting a podcast together. Um you know, how to create those ideal listener profiles, uh, ideal guest lists, and 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 just all of the, the technical nitty gritty, all the technical know how that you need to know. We've put that together. People can find it at contentkite.com forward slash yougurus and uh, enter their email and get it there. Sweet. We will link out to that in our show notes. We'll link out to your book recommendations, uh, your app recommendation, uh, as well as uh, give our audience and our listeners key takeaways, some action items, some uh, summary of today's program. So if you're hunting around for uh, those links or tools uh, that Simon referenced, as well as that uh, free guide, um, just check out our website, yougurus.com forward slash podcast, and you'll find uh, today's show notes there and all of our episodes show notes with lots of great gold nuggets and insights tons of extra resources. So make sure you check those out. Simon, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for stopping by the show today. Yeah. Likewise, Brent, it's been a pleasure and uh, I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. 
All right, that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Tune in each and every week for more great content coming at you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out, I wanted to check in on your answer to my question from the beginning of the episode. Are you stressed out, cash crunched, fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem. Maybe that it's the area you live in or that this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around. And I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now, it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or a mobile app when they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a strategy call where we're going to dig into those underlying issues in your business and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments that you're going to have will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your YouGurus strategy call today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show. 